0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Okay, what does your reflection say? So you know what? I ended up having a mirror with me, my little tiny, my little tiny blush mirror. But lots of times we um, get to the mirror 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 on the wall who's the fairest of them all <laughs> and we get this thing about looking back at ourselves sometimes it's hard for us to look in the mirror and look back at ourself and that is just a, a lie from the enemy because what do we know first and foremost when we hear the word image We know as Christians, hey Susan, that we're made in what? God's image, God's image. So we shouldn't be looking at ourselves in the mirror and having bad thoughts, bad uh, confessions, bad words coming out of our mouth. We should, I'm gonna give you five things today of what our reflection says about us. But our first and foremost, thought process when we look into the mirror is right that word that new emoji that's like this <laughs> I'm the new emoji one eye peeking out between because we look in the mirror and it and it starts to be a inward thought pro- you know about my looks about who I am about what I've done in life And so all these things can be talking to us as we're looking in the mirror and we don't want to look in the mirror. So I want us us to become women who are strong and can look in the mirror and be like, I like what I see. Oh, there's something I, I don't really like. Let me figure out how I can change it. Let me figure out how spiritually and physically I can change it. Because what good are we? If we're spiritually strong, but our physical body is deteriorating and falling apart and we're unhealthy and we don't care of it, take care of it. What is it if we're physically strong and we're but we're, 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 we're spiritually puny. I mean, like a little raisin. <laughs> I mean, what, what good is it? No. So I want us to be encouraged when we look in the mirror and start understanding what does our reflection say? What are we reflecting to others? You know, when someone looks at us, what do they see back? Do they see God's love? Do they see God's goodness? Do they see what someone who is saved and redeemed looks like? What's the reflection that we're giving of our Heavenly Father? What is that image that we're reflecting? And so, you know, sometimes we, we've been seeing ourselves through the, uh, through the eyes of what? The reflection of God, how are we seeing ourselves? through the eyes of the reflection of God or, or the statements made by people. So when we look in the mirror when we look at ourselves, can we look at ourselves and see that we're made in the image of God or have the statements of people over our life who have spoken into our life, friends, family members, uh, uh instances that have happened in our life, are those statements the ones we hear louder than understanding their reflection? Hey, Garcia! And understanding the reflection of what God says about us. You know, our thoughts and words matter greatly. They will bring us down a a path of destruction or down a path of blessing. Down a path of destruction or down a path of blessing. So words can consume us, and our thoughts can take over, and they bury in our heart. Now, what does the Bible say about our heart? Luke 6, 45, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So if you're looking at yourself for a reflection in the mirror, right, and and things you say are no good, that gets, that, that, that becomes who you are. And, and who you are is in your heart, and what's in your heart, then it, it comes out of your mouth. And then that's that seed that's planted into the ground, and then we keep watering it by our confession. So Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Like I just said, the seeds come out, becomes your path, and that's how you go. So we're going to guard our heart. All right. Our Heavenly Father, also our creator, the best creator in, in the entire world, is um, eternal. He's infinitely wise. He's powerful. He's good to us. He's a good Heavenly Father. Okay? He's our God. You are a reflection of God. You are a reflection of God. Isn't that a... F- such a free thought to say, I am a reflection of God. Okay. That's a big deal right there. Um, Good, Diane. I I am so glad that you're on. I'm so glad that you're on today. All right. Here are some thoughts we say or think when looking in the mirror. So here we are looking in the mirror, right? What are some, we're looking at ourselves in the mirror and these are things that all of us, that all of us have, thought of. So we're looking in the mirror and we can say things like this, a a voice that repeats, right? And I wrote these things down. You're not worthy, right? You're a failure. You're not qualified. I did a a podcast on this not long ago about how God, uh, if he's called you, he's qualified you. So if that's something that you've heard before, tell yourself or People have told you you're not qualified. Go listen to that podcast. You'll be encouraged. But here's another one. Are there habits that make you feel ashamed? You're a child of God. There's habits that you're still doing that you can't seem to break free from that you feel ashamed about, that you're a child of God and you shouldn't be doing. What about, have you allowed someone to make you feel rejected or broken, you know? Maybe some things your parents have has said to you or family members or, or friends over, over your entire life and they've said stuff to you your whole life and it's being ingrained and it's now become a way of life for you and you're looking in that mirror. You're looking in that mirror and you feel rejected and broken and no good and there's no purpose. And when you're looking at the reflection, you're looking in the mirror and those are the words that are coming back to your, to your thoughts. You're saying them out loud. How about, does your mirror tell you that you're ugly? We think that a lot. There's always something wrong with this, right? I could have, I mean, that's why the plastic uh, plastic surgery industry is so large, especially where I live. Everybody, they got to be the prettiest. They got to be this. They got to change everything. Now, I'm not saying plastic surgery is bad. Okay, you're older. You want a facelift? Go for it. I'm just saying when we start like it becomes a a God to us, when our looks become a God to us and and we let it rule over if we're going to feel good for the day. You can take my name down now, Maddie. Um, If you feel good for the day, if you, um, if, uh, you know, it becomes that idol to you. You can't function without it being a certain way. I'm fat, I'm short, I'm tall, I'm ugly. Those are things that are a reflection that come back to us in the mirror. And we start to believe those things. Then we're not happy with the way God made us. We're not happy with the way, you know, we're, we're blaming God because we're looking in the mirror feeling insecure over our weight. Now, we have to, I'm just laying this out plain for us because it's like, but, why are we blaming God? Did He make you overeat? Now I, I'm, you know, not trying to be mean or funny. I'm just saying, like, we need to think of it that way. We're getting to a point where we're getting down on ourselves for how we look. When God, God makes no mistakes. He makes no mistakes but we'll get down on ourselves and call ourselves fat and ugly and I wish I was this and I wish I was taller like so and so and we start to compare and it's like, but wait a second. (laughs) Liz said, no, my taste buds did that. But that's true, when you get to, and so now we're like mad at God and we're saying, God didn't make me beautiful like her and God didn't, no, that's how we get taken off we sidetracked what God wants us to do in life because now we're dwelling on things that we don't need to be dwelling on and that's not the reflection that we should be seeing in the mirror okay do you feel that you're just a homemaker oh that's all I do that's that's it that's that's uh, you know that's all that i I'm worthy of i'll never you know i don't have a job i don't I don't make an income no you're making sure your children are alive and well. You're making sure that your home is intact. You're making sure that your husband is cared for. You're actually the, being a Proverbs 31 wife. So if you're a homemaker, do it with the best of your ability. Make sure your kids are raised. Make sure you're shielding them from the things of this world. Make sure you're you know doing it in the joy of the Lord and cleaning up the spilled milk You know because that's what he wants you to do. If you're out working a job, then you're going to do that with the best of your ability. You're going to do that with all your might. How about, I'm not going to find true love. I'll stay single forever. You look in the mirror and that's what your reflection and you're, you're kicking the dirt. And so whatever God has called you to do with my last one, because I know that a lot of uh, stay-at-home moms struggle with that. I get it. I, I, I had to... Cast those thoughts off of me when I went from working as a real estate paralegal and and in ministry with Ted at the church he was um, working at until we hit the road full time and it was me and the baby and the road. And I was like, what am I doing now? Now I'm like, there's not enough hours in a day. But I had to get that mindset cast off of me and realize, you know what? If the only thing I ever do if the only thing I ever do is raise these kids that God's given me as a gift, that is the best job and the most satisfying job I can ever have. But because I got that revelation and focused on that and did it well, he handed me other opportunities to grow in and other things that he knew I could handle. So don't 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 be kicking the dirt and looking at your reflection and being like, this is it. I look and I talk to kids all day and da-da-da-da-da-da. And don't get down on it. Let's change our attitude and I'm going to go through five reflections that we should see of ourselves through the word of God. All right, let's get into them. Number one, we are a reflection of God's glory. We are a refec- reflection of God's glory. Isaiah 60, one through three says, arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth. But the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. So the reflection of God's glory should be a witness of who you serve. Now why in that verse would mighty kings want to come see your radiance? If you do not reflect the glory of God, why would somebody, and I just posted a clip yesterday. Why would somebody want to know the Jesus that you serve if you have no reflection of his glory? Okay, you should reflect God's glory each and every day through what your words, your praise, your actions, and the way you live your life, your lifestyle. You should reflect God's glory every day through your words, your praise, your actions, and your lifestyle. People are gonna wanna know. Pe- kings, mighty kings, don't come to see your radiance if you don't have something to offer. They're kings, okay? They are kings. They, they are saying, you come to me. I don't have to come to you. But if you are like that, and they wanna come see your mighty radiance, then you're doing something. You're doing a good reflection of God's glory, all right? Number two, we are a reflection, and that's good. If if you wanna write those things down, I said God's glory will be reflected through your words, your praise, your actions, and your lifestyle. I know some of you started to write that down in the comments, that comment section, but it's a good reminder. Those are things. Do my words reflect God's glory? It, it, am I speaking right to people, to my family, to myself? Am I saying good things about myself when I look at myself, or am I constantly talking myself down? What about my, my praise? It's easy to praise God when things are going great, but is your praise the same? Are you, are you praising hard? Are you thanking the Lord when there's a little bit of a eek going on in a situation in your life, something arises, the enemy's popping up his little head, are you still praising or did that deflate your balloon? Are, are, is your balloon easily deflated as soon as something pokes up and, and, and comes into your life? Or are you still dancing, still praising, still grateful, still giving thanks? And so nobody knows the difference. Nobody knows the difference if there's something that you're going through in your life. Why? Because you're consistent. You're consistent in your praise. You could be going through something crazy, getting a bad report, but somebody would never know, right? No, someone would, nobody would ever know with me. I know that for sure. Sometimes people will probably think nothing ever ever pops its little head up or, or bothers me or, you know, I have to get through something. That's because I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be consistent in my praise and my actions and my faith, and I'm not, not going to wear it on my sleeve. So when the glory of God is reflecting through you, we have to make sure that's a continuation of what people see. All right. And your actions. That's what I kind of just mix them with, with praise. What, what you're doing, and in your lifestyle. You know, faith, living the Word of God, isn't just when things get rough. Now my faith's in operation. Now I'm really going to go to church. Now I'm really going to press in. And now I'm really going to give them on my Wednesdays. Usually I just go Sunday, but, you know, I really need something for the Lord, so I'm going to go in on Wednesday and get a little extra. No. Is it a lifestyle? Is your, is your words that you're speaking the same lifestyle? that you should be reflecting of God's glory. Is it only when things are great and I got time and, you know, now, oh, I'm on vacation for this week, so now I can read the word of God because I'm on vacation. No, no. can you make room for him even when you're busy? Because it's a lifestyle for us. It's a lifestyle for us. That's right, Jen. Jen said, I praise the Lord through my miscarriages. It healed me, and she's got two beautiful children same same great testimony that Jenna and our ministry Gen, Jenna and our ministry work with um, we are number two a reflection of God's image he doesn't make mistakes this is the thing that society ha- is confusing people left and right and it's it's a deceiving blindness a spirit of confusion it's causing people to want to change everything about them not just their looks they people girls want to be boys boys want to be girls they don't even know up from down they don't even they they don't even know what they want to be called it's so insane to me it's so insane i can't even wrap my mind around the insanity of it cuz it's such a spirit of confusion from the enemy it goes against everything of the word of god he's not a liar he's not he he didn't make mistakes he does everything right the first time. I mean, if you think you're no good and you want to change yourself, then you, then you think God's a liar. And it, it, the Bible clearly states that the enemy, the devil, is the father of lies. The father of lies. And that's not our God. Um, so we have to, we really have to teach our children and ourselves and our mindset that, you know, we need to work against the grain of society. They have no best interest for us. They could care less about us. They don't operate by faith. They operate for the spirit of this world. And so we should listen to nothing, nada what they have to say. Nothing what they have to say. So number two, we're a reflection of God's image. We know in Genesis 1.27, and God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. We know Psalm 139, 13 through 18 well, right? This is like the big one, the big verse uh, that comes up, especially over abortion, about how you made me delicate, the inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb, right? You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. It's such an intense verse, verses, to really think about how perfect how intricate, how there's no mistakes, how it's not just science. You didn't just come here by a big bang. That literally the breath of God breathed into Adam. That our lungs are filled with the mighty breath of God. His being was literally blown into Adam. Okay? And then Eve came from that. So, I mean, it's, it's a, such a miraculous, powerful thought that the breath of God created us, okay? So that uh, reflection, that reflection needs to be seen by all. That reflection needs to be seen by you when you look in the mirror and look at myself and be like, you know what? If there's something better physically I can do to help my temple because it is a borrowed vessel that the Bible says it is, that I can take care of my temple better, I'm gonna do it. It's not anyone else's fault but my own. And that's a hard thing to swallow the whole responsibility factor that the, the intro looking at ourselves inside that's not an easy you know easy thing to swallow but it's a must and it will make us better it will say look this is what I need to do spiritually different I need to pray more I need to talk to the Lord more I have a relationship with him but it needs to actually be a working relationship relationship is what I'm married, okay? Many of you watching might be married too. Do you talk to your husband? Absolutely. Are you intimate with your husband? Absolutely. Do you kiss? Do you love, hold hands, cuddle? Absolutely, because it's a relationship. My husband and I would not have a relationship. We wouldn't even want to be married if all we did was ignore each other and never spoke, or I only went to him when I needed something in panic mode. But that's many relationships that people have with Jesus Christ. It's only in panic mode. It's only when there's something I need. When I need a healing. When I need a financial breakthrough. When I need, uh, you know, my broken heart healed. That's the only time many Christians go to the Lord. But that's not you. That's not the faithful. That's not the ones that are watching and listening to this the ones that are watching today and listening to this and the replay are the ones that want to be better, that want a relationship, that want to find out how can I be a reflection of our Creator. And that's what we're doing today. So number three, you are a reflection of God's love. When you look in the mirror, look at yourself and realize, I am a reflection of God's love. So if I'm made in His image, and the Bible talks about us being in First uh, John, uh, that how we're from God, we are we're little gods, we we are we are little Christ, right Christians, that we're from the Lord. Then we realize that um, I'm going to go over to Romans here, that we are a reflection of God's love. Romans eight thirty one through thirty nine, it says. When am I going to read? 31. Where are you, 31? All right. Now shall we say about such wonderful things as these. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Won't he also give us everything else? Who Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with him. Who then can condemn us or separate us from his love? Not one. For Christ Jesus, uh, Christ Jesus died for us and raised to life for us. And he's sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything separate us from God's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or desolate or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So it goes to show you we're thankful for his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness. Things that do happen in our life, we can get up, dust ourselves, because he loves us. And it says, what can separate us or can anything separate us? And the answer is nothing. Why? Because God is love. And if we're made in his image, then what should we also be? We should also operate in love. We should also be reflecting our Heavenly Father. All right? We get the world that tries to mess us up with the whole word love. We just went through a month of it. You know, uh, we got communities of people out there who think Christians um, don't love enough. But loving means saving someone, right? God sent his only son to save us from the sin of this world so we can go to heaven because it says, for God so loved the world. And so do not get confused and do not compromise your standards and do not allow things like that that happen within your family, within your friends, people you know to compromise what the word of God says about love, because people will tell you out there, you know, you don't, you, you're walking away from your family, and you're doing this, and because you don't love, you don't love. I thought, Christ, Christ, you know, people are going to go to heaven, but isn't God full of love? And it's like God's not sending them. I mean, to hell, they'll say, isn't you know, God, God's not sending those people to hell. Their sinful actions and decisions are sending them to hell. It said, for God so sent His Son. Because he loved the world. So because of love, God gave the ultimate seed, his son Jesus. So do not do not become an acceptance. Do not be a Christian who is acceptance to the things of this world. Do not become that. There's going to be people in your life that are close to you that, that, that may get into that situation, family members. But you stand and say, no matter what, no matter what. I will love you, I will not love your sin. I will love you as a person. I will love you, but I will not love your sin. And so that's a reflection, and I I wanna clear that up because we get that, Christians are to walk in love, Christians are to do this, and it's like, I am walking in love. And then there's the whole, well, you know, I'm gonna accept what that person is because then I wouldn't be walking in love, but that's what the world will tell you what love is. We need to find out what the Bible says about love and then operate it that way and operate it that way. Um, love isn't accepting what's wrong. It gives us the power to live right. So I will love people who, who operate. You know, there's, there's people out there, this whole lifestyle of confusion and transgender and, and homosexuality. You know, I, I, don't, I don't hate any of them. It, it actually saddens me. It saddens me for the destruction and, and the evilness of the enemy that they're so blindsided that that's what's gonna take them down a path to hell. And, and they're so deceived thinking God's sending them there but God's saying, no, I am love. I love you, come to me. I love you, just like I taught the other day. That, the, that we're gonna live in His goodness in the land of the living, that as children of God. He's saying, I love you. So it saddens me that that's what society teaches, that, w- that Christians, you and I, are the mean ones and the bad ones, and, w- and we're not tolerant. But yeah, we're, we're, we know what the Word of God says, and that, that's not love. None of that's love. Loving is saving. So love isn't accepting what's wrong. It's giving us the power to live right. and And, and I get a little teary-eyed because I don't want to see, I don't want to see people go to hell. And it's in this gen, this young generation, like never before, of this being so calloused and so deceived and so full of hate. and I don't I don't want to see anyone go like that. So we're a reflection of God's love. And first, John, uh, 4, 7 through 17. I'm going to read that really quick before I go on to number 4, and then I'll finish up uh, with number 5. So i uh, going to start with 7, and it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, so here, here's what I'm talking about, the reflection. The reflection. People can see God through your reflection. Is your image, the image of God coming through to yourself and to others. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and His love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent His Son to be a Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have have God living in them, and they live in God. And look at this. For we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more Perfect. So we will live, not be afraid of the Day of Judgment, but we can face Him with confidence because we live like Jesus here on this. uh, We live like Jesus here in this world. So we need to live like Jesus here in this world. And so we are a reflection of God's love. Number four, you're a reflection of God's work of redemption. Psalm 107, one through two, give thanks to the Lord for he's good, his faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out, tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. So he's redeemed you from the curse. We know that, right? In Galatians three, it says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, "Cursed is everyone who has hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. So he's redeemed us from the curse. So the reflection of God's work of redemption is what people should see. If you serve the Redeemer, then you should look that way. In my husband's book, Uh, Blood on the Door, he wrote in there, If I have a Redeemer, our life shouldn't look like those who do not have a Redeemer. We should look different. We should live healthy in divine health. We should live in the blessings of God. We shouldn't be broke, busted, and disgusted. We shouldn't, you know, be scraping by. We shouldn't look like a hot mess. The whole Jesus loves this hot mess. Yeah, He loves you, but He doesn't want you looking like a hot mess. I hate that saying. Look right. Look like you're from royalty because you are. Look like you're a child of God, because you are. You should look different. You should look better. You should be clean, smelling good. You should know what the Word of God says. You should look different. And that's one of my main things I'm always encouraging us. You should look different. If you live for a Redeemer, some, some filthy sinner out there shouldn't have, shouldn't look, shouldn't be better than you. Because your heavenly father is the creator of this world. Your heavenly father is your redeemer. And he died for you. And so we should live that way. All right? Amen. Number five, we are a reflection of heaven on this earth. Matthew 6.10, we are God's agents of change on this earth. Okay? Matthew 6.10 says, and it's, it's there uh, in, in the... Um, The prayer, uh, you know, give us this day our daily bread. And, And so in Matthew 6, 10, it says, May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we are God's agents of change on this earth. We are commanded to lay hands on the sick. We are commanded to win the lost and convert to Christianity. We are commanded, right? We have commands to do while we're here on earth. And so we are God's agent of change. And so we are a reflection of heaven on this earth. We should be doing what God's called us to do and looking different while doing it. Just, I just posted this clip yesterday and it was titled, Why Would Anyone Want to Follow Your Jesus? The, the God you serve, why would anyone... Are you reflecting... Is your reflection, what does your reflection say? So we can look at ourselves in the mirror. And what does it say? And I just went through five reflections of how how it should say, how you should look in the mirror. And it should encourage you. It should build your faith. It should make you stand up tall, square your shoulders back, and say, the creator of this world, he made me perfect. He made me exactly the way I'm supposed to be. He made me with a sound mind. I'm not living scared. I'm not full of fear. I don't deal with anxiety. I have a sound mind. I will pray. I will have a relationship with Jesus as I am a child of God. I will do better in my physical body and in my spirit man. I will do, you know, and, and, and talk to yourself. Build yourself up as you're, as you're looking at yourself in the mirror and your reflection. And remember these five that I went through. Number one, we're a reflection of God's glory. Number two, we are a reflection of God's image. Number three, we are a reflection of God's love. Number four, we're a reflection of God's work of redemption, hallelujah, thank you Jesus for that. And number five, we are a reflection of heaven on this earth. I'm not waiting to get to heaven to have my goodness. I'm having my goodness now in the land of the living, and so are you. So are you. Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every person watching this broadcast, listening to the replay. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for what you've deposited into our spirit. Thank you for what you've given us. You've given us a whole, mighty, alive and powerful book of words. It's our map. It's our guide. You've given us the ability to walk by faith and not by sight. You've given us power over the enemy. You've given us purpose and a plan for our life. You don't make mistakes. You've made us perfect. You you, you saw before what we were going to do. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us into all truth, to lead us and to guide us into the next steps that you have for us. Thank you, Lord, for opening doors for many that are watching. Lord, things that they're praying for, next steps in their life, that you make it clear on a path what you have for them. Clear that they hear the voice of God. In John it says that the, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. So Lord, speak to them. Give them the next direction on what they're starting a business. If they're moving, what are they to do next in life? What are they to do with their children? Lead them and guide them into all truth. Thank you, Lord, that you've set us high above. High above, we can use your name to live high above the destruction of the enemy. Thank you, Jesus that as you continue to make us a, a representation of your goodness, that people will wanna know the mighty God that we serve, that we will live different than everyone else, Lord, and in your goodness while we're here on earth until we get to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, ladies, for hanging out with me. Thank you for watching. I'm so glad that the beginning of this, you know, a lots of times, I mean, not all the time, there's times like I've said before, I'll be in service, I'll be traveling and a subject will come to me and I'll make notes and and get on it. But this morning, literally I woke up and I'm like, Lord, what do you have for me to speak to these women? And I just kept thinking of, uh, you know, the word insecurity, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not quite sure that's like what I needed to, but along those lines. And then it hit me being their reflection, be the in their reflection and what we know, because as a woman, I know it can be a little scary to look in the mirror and, you know, you look at people and you think, well, why do they care? Why do you think they have it all together? We don't truly know the intricates and the details of each and every person's life. That's why we don't just look on the outward, even though it says man does, but we shouldn't look on the outward and just say, well, they, they look like they have it all together. And they look like, you know, no, you know, we still continue to walk by faith, the reflection of how God has us. We still, we still look in the mirror and we still pep talk ourselves. And so I want you guys to try that this week. Look in the mirror and look at the wonderful creation God has, and you speak You speak to yourself in that reflection. Say, God has made me wise. He's given me the ability to be smart, to make right decisions, to be led by the Spirit. He's given me great faith where I can go to new levels. I'm not gonna be insecure. I'm not gonna compare myself. I'm not going to, and then speak the word of God over your life every day. Because lots of times we don't look in the mirror. We kind of just do it for makeup and quickly get out. But sometimes if you look at your eyes, look at yourself in the mirror and speak the goodness of God, it will be a spirit booster, a spirit man booster for you. So I love you all so much. Um, I'm not going to be here uh, on Friday. I will try. Maybe I can get back with you next week. When we have our stuff set up on the road, Uh, I'm gonna be flying on Friday, but I love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for sharing. I get so many wonderful messages throughout the week, but I'm so happy uh, that you guys took time out of your day today to be with me. I love you guys so much. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. And um, if you guys are anywhere near Texas, uh, Tomball, Texas, our schedule, drive on over. We'd love to see you next week. Go Victory Tribe! I'll see you next week. Love you.